Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. It's episode 55. That's a cool number. Hey, Christina Lopez, what's going on? Hey, girl. Hey. Uh, how's your niece? She's good. My mom has started texting me as her. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so give me some examples. She's like, this week Can you, she- you have to read them in Diana's voice. <laughs> I can't. Come on, give them to me. <laughs> well, no, it's just like a very basic sentence. She was just like, hey, Titi, I'm in the park strolling with Gigi. <laughs> Who's Gigi? My mom. Oh. <laughs> she decided that she was going to be called Gigi for gorgeous grandma. So she's like forcing You know this- what? Wow. <laughs> I just stroked the fuck out. I know. Like for real. No, I'm now convinced I have to go to Mexico with your mom. Like that's all I want to do is just go into Cabo all inclusive. I want to drink. I'm going to cry. That makes that makes me so happy. That's so beautiful. Gorgeous grandma. Yeah, she's like forcing the nickname. I'm like, kids have to come up I with this Shana themselves. I hope Shauna does not hear like- this because she's going to work a real number. Like, she's going to try and top that somehow. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. So, wait, am I godmother of the baby yet? Do we know? I know. I kind of want it to be like a Dolly Parton to Miley Cyrus situation. I know, right? <laughs> but um, I don't know. That's up to them. She has a sister. So, probably, like, I'm not even in the running, I think. So, okay. Yeah. yeah the next well, one, like, maybe. who do I petition this to? Like, Diana, do I go for straight for, do I start making promises I can't keep? What do I do? I think you're going to have to go to my sister in law, actually. Okay. Yeah. It's out of my hands. I don't I'm think gonna- that's, it's like on that side of the family. I'm prepared to raise your niece in the event of an emergency. <laughs> okay. I just want you to know. Me and Wags. I think oh, I would. Yeah, that'd be okay. <laughs> Wags will eat her within the hour. <laughs> she can't come to me. Yeah. No, I know. And also, like, I'll lose her in my laundry. Um, She's so tiny. I'll, like, feed her bologna. Like, for some reason, I only have. I don't eat bologna, but for some reason, that's all I have in this scenario. Oh, man. Um, I keep her in a loafer. Um, so... <laughs> Girl, can we talk about I Am Kate? Yes. Have you watched? I'm like halfway through episode two right now. You know what shocks me? What? Can't make it through an app. Really? Of such a, what a riveting show. I mean, I can't, I have to watch it in like 15 minute doses because it just, it's a lot. And it's not like, I don't know why. It just is a little bit boring to me. Um, I can kind of understand that because they do. Um, it's surprisingly deep in terms of what they're tackling, and they're talking about like economic class. Qual- well, Shandy quality. really laid it down. So there's so there's this thing where Bruce. Oh shit! Hate. Ah, no, leave it in because you know what? I think we're all struggling with this in America. I and I, I'm really trying to do the right thing, but it's just hard to remember. So, because I was even watching Kardashians today, and it just was he was so pe- she was so pent up, like he got she got so mad at Chris about having to go to this like magazine party for Courtney. And she wanted to leave the whole time and was, oh, was so it upset. Was it to like Boston or something? They like no, it was nine four four magazine. Um, it was at the Staples Center yeah. or something. Anyway, listen, 
Um, I think that like it's so uh, informational. And I think that that's really important. And I'm glad that she's being challenged a lot by the other women in her community. Sport group is what are, what are they? They're like a group of girlfriends that go on a road trip together, like Oprah and Gail. It was like a serious. <laughs> they go like up they, the coast. They talked about it being like Priscilla, a queen of the desert, the movie. I uh, never saw Oh, that. yeah. Well, it's sort of, but it's like a. Tu Wong Fu, maybe a little bit. A little Tu Wong Fu. Yeah, yeah, that's my show. Um, but it is, it's surprisingly serious. And I think when you're watching a reality show, you're used to it being just so light and kind of like you can tune out and in it. Especially on E and especially anything that Kim Kardashian makes appearances Because, like, are you really actively paying attention throughout the whole, like, hour of the Kardashians? Like, I kind of, like, tune in and out of it. Uh, On Kardashians? Yeah. I can still still follow that. I can follow, but I'm not, like, actively listening. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I am really actually – I couldn't finish – an Us Weekly article about yeah. Scott yesterday and I was so I wanted to be so interested because this spiral means a lot to me you know I'm really like thinking Why? about it I don't know because I feel like I would do the same thing if I was him you know the thing is, and I don't think enough people take into account is that he lost both of his parents within a year yeah and also he's and he in has this three kids fucking tornado of narcissists like 24 7 and then he himself is at plus but he's getting like fame and like significantly less money but still more money he's from money anyway so he probably was never really looking for it i don't know so i i just yeah i think that it makes a lot of sense what's going on with him but i couldn't follow this us weekly thing anyway continue uh, yeah, no, I think it's just because the Kate, I am Kate is a lot heavier and you have to do a lot more active listening because they're talking about such heavy topics. And so it's kind of hard to, when you're used to just watching these light reality shows, it's hard to get into that mindset. But so Kate at one point is like, they're all having like some sit down dinner and they're all talking about all their experiences. Kate's having her girls night. Yeah. But this is her first girls night with fellow trans. She had never been in a room with more than one other trans yeah. person up until that point. Yeah. So now she's at dinner with her eight new trans girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And one of them says, like, the one who is the most, I would say, bookish looking of all of them. She's wearing a thick library. She looks yeah, a lot like Frances Restuccia, my yeah. feminist film theory professor um, that Ed and I met in her class. Anyway, so uh, she was saying that before – she like kind of got her act together. She had to pay for her transition with sex work. Mm -hmm. And Caitlin says, oh, did you read so-and-so's book? You should read that. She talks about that. And she said it like as if it's this novel thing. And then so Shandy kind of like starts to stew. We cut to Shandy's confessional. Yeah. And she's saying like what Caitlin doesn't know is, is that if she wants to be a representative of this like what did she say of this trans community? She's like, she needs to understand that sex work is an incredibly common thing, which is true. I mean, she had all of the best resources. She looks amazing. Yeah. But you know, that's the thing that Caitlin comes from wealth and she doesn't understand the full struggle that a lot of people in the trans community have to go through, not only just to be accepted, but even just to get the kind of transformation that Caitlin was able to get because of her economic status. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, what about um, my other show, Behind the Mask? Yes. Have I told you that I watched season two? No. I cried every single episode at every single person's storyline. Are they following the same people or is it different people? No. 
while one person's the same. It's Tux, the penguin guy. Okay. He stays, okay? And something really, like, kind of interesting happens with him. It's semi-pro. Yeah. But Navy, she's a tiger. She is, I believe, a burgeoning lesbian. Um, <laughs> she's and, on the cusp of lesbianism. And it's N-A-V-E-Y, which is, I think I'm going to name my daughter that someday. I think it's so She might be a burgeoning lesbian if you name her. Uh, yeah, and well, no, and then her, she's a tiger, and it's so sad because she went to state and uh, and what national championships for mascots and at nationals dude. that exists. Oh man, you gotta watch. <laughs> yeah, it does exist, and there's big scholarships involved. And oh my god, she was too big to fit into the Boise State mascot uniform, so she's making weight right now to fit because she got into the school. So in order to be the mascot, she just fit. But I mean, she's famous, so like she's famous from this Hulu show. Oh, yeah. So I feel like she's gonna yeah. But anyway, I, I cried. Why do you think she's a burgeoning lesbian? Um, because uh, I think well, I, there seem, she seemed to be grappling with some of that stuff, maybe a little bit, and then additionally, her date for the prom. Was I think a, a burgeoning homosexual male? <laughs> <laughs> so I would say that because I was really like, oh, I think like a hot guy is going to show up and take me because Navy was on prom. She was a prom princess. She was on the court. So oh, okay, yeah. Anyway, no spoilers. So, um, but yeah, now Check you you've beaten it out of me. But um, <laughs> you guys, we have a really cool guest today. Uh, I met her recently through some friends. <laughs> And her name's Laura Miller. <laughs> She's a raw vegan chef, you guys. She has a show on Taste Made called Raw Vegan Not Gross. Is that all correct? That's correct. Yes. Tell me so much more. Um, I don't know what else to tell you. Where about are you it. from? You're from the Bay. I'm from the Bay. I just moved down from San Francisco like two months ago. Why is that? Um, for for love. Oh, tell me all about it. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's funny. I actually like never, I'm getting married, but I never tell people that. Oh, really? Because I'm embarrassed about it. Do you, I don't, did I you know. know that? Well, no, I, oh, I know yeah, you're getting married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And also for work, for the show. Yeah. Sorry. Wait, so you do the show here? Yeah, in Santa Monica. Okay. Taste me. So, oh, that's where that is. How'd you get involved with them? Um, I had a business in San Francisco called Side Saddle Kitchen, which was just me like going to underground farmer's markets and selling like 700 servings of desserts to people drunk and with a gaggle of girls behind my booth. That's um, so delicious. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was delicious and it was really fun. But then I like ran out of money. And um, anyway, they did this video of me talking about my business and it turned into like this video production company for food wanted me to do videos for them. And then I came down and started doing it and was terrible at it, but they, it worked out and now I still do it. That's awesome. I'm not great at like, I watched, I watched, no, 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 no. I'm so bad where, where I overcompensate and I sound like a fucking lunatic. No, yeah. Because yeah, I either sorry. have to like, you know, go like the real narcissist route and I'm going to be like, I'm going to talk about how amazing I am. Yeah. And then people always get real freaked out by that. Or I just sit there and mumble and they're like, so wait, why are you here? Well, I'm clearly doing the mumbling. Like, No, but I, I relate to that because what are you supposed to, how do you describe your own life? And also do you ever feel like you're like successful enough that it's interesting to talk about? 
that's the thing I grapple with where I'm like, so what do you want me to say? Like, I had a job. Great. Awesome. Like, cool. The thing that I do because I'm so uncomfortable talking about myself where I basically turn it into an interview of the other person. Yeah. That's yeah, smart. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. Like, and, yeah. Like, to the point where I was like, I was hanging out with someone recently, like for work at a, like another coworker. And we went out to lunch for the first time. And I was just asking him questions after a question it was like rapid fire because yeah, I didn't want to talk yeah. about myself. And he was just like, are you, are you a journalism major? Like what happened? And I was like, actually, yes, I am a journalism major. And he's like, yeah, I know a lot of people like you. But you are a treasure trove of secrets, girl. <laughs> Ta- come on. Can you spill something with us today? Just one. Let's all tell a secret. I'll tell a secret. Let's go. Let's tell a secret. I tell a secret. I think of a good one. All right, fine. Um... <laughs> Okay, so I killed a man just to watch him die once. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no. First of all, not a big surprise, but anyway. <laughs> um, so Laura, did you bring us three things that make you qualified to give advice on today's show? I did. Okay. I did. Cool. One, I'm a Bitmoji whisperer. What does that mean? It means that like if you have the Bitmoji app, do you guys have the Bitmoji app? No. Oh, God. I know, but I know what this they is, are. Okay. I know what they are. Um I don't know. I'm just really good at it. I, over the last weekend, I like had seven people hand me their emojis and I made them look so much more like them. And it was. Will you make one for me? Yes. Okay, good. In please. fact, I was already planning on it. Oh my God. Great. I'm so excited. Maybe we can do that. We'll post on the Please Advice social. Yes. Perf. Um, number two, I'm a professional failure, I feel like. What does that um, mean? <laughs> I just always feel like I, I don't always. I I feel like I've failed at a lot of things, and I think that's a good place to be giving advice from when you've like fucked everything up, so you know how not to. Fuck I love that. <laughs> I actually agree. Beth Bethany Frankel, are you familiar with her work? Oh, oh, I am. Yeah. Skinny wait, do you, have, do you have beef with her, by the way? Because no. I I hear that she has real questionable um, policies in terms of her naturalness. Oh, um, do you no. not give a shit about that? Stuff? I really don't. Yeah, know. yeah, that's how I feel about sports. Um, <laughs> so, um, okay. Well, she just wrote a book called "Like I Suck at Love," so you don't have to. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. And I read the book. It's like um, it's really did not. But her, um, her therapist, she's on all of her shows, uh, chimes in quite a bit. It's really fun. In the book, mm-hmm. that's good. I like that. Okay, and what's number three? Oh, um. Number three is that I have two that I'm kind of choosing between. Number three is that there was a period in my life when basically I wanted to not be alive (laughs) for a serious like six years. I was like, what's the point? Yeah. Not like, but just like, forget it. Uh huh. What's the point? Yeah. And you connect with a lot of people when you're at that place. In a not so like surface way, and it's like good, and then you hear a lot of people's stories. And anyway, these are—I didn't mean for these to go so dark. But. No, 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 no. That's actually perfect. And by the way, me too. I start one of the chapters in my book saying like I've been having passive thoughts of suicide since I was seven years old, which is totally true. I've always been like, eh, I could just die. Um, okay, so three questions I'm going to ask you back. Oh, I'm caught on Franklin. Sorry. Hi, Franklin. Franklin's um. Christine hasn't breastfed him in like weeks. All right. Uh, <laughs> one, what was the worst breakup you've ever had? Uh, um, the worst breakup you was. You can even go like drama style if you don't want to like get like intense. Okay. 
No, it's actually pretty good. Okay. It's not that. Uh, okay. Worst breakup I ever had. I was living with ex-boyfriend, dreamboat guy, and he packed up his motors. Well, we were moving out and he like packed up his motorcycle and rode cross country away to like go live on an island off the coast of Maine. And then that was like and that night expected. I broke my finger on a window while I was staying at somebody else's house because I had just lost my place. And then also I had no money. And wait, so he just like left? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was like the lease was up and then we were like, okay, it's over. But did you know that that was like what was. It wasn't as like, yeah, I knew it was coming sort of, but it was, um, it was just like kind of a hysterical. You want to know what? He like loves you so much that the only thing he could do was just make a clean break. And like, that's like how much he loved you, man. Yeah. Way to reframe it, Molly. Yeah. Not really. I said, what a great way to reframe that. Yeah. Well, no, that's what some bartender said to me once about something. So I've, and I've been just running with that. He was really passionate about it. Yeah. So I've just been running with it. Um, Okay. Number two, what's your weirdest uh, habit with food? So I don't have it anymore, but I used to have such a OCD germ thing uh-huh. that I, for a period of like six years, wouldn't touch anything I ate ever. So I'd be like at recess when I was a kid and my mom would pack me pretzels and stuff like that. And I would like push push it through the baggie up through <laughs> so I could eat it and or like wouldn't eat when I went to other people's, like I had yeah. Severe- oh, I I never like eating other people's houses, <laughs> but for real, I would like lick a subway pole. Like yeah. I was not afraid of germs, but I just was like grossed out by all other people. Yeah, I didn't trust them, and I didn't know what goes on in their house. <laughs> yeah, like I just yeah. remember one time I slept over some girl's house, and I was like, no fucking way am I eating here. I would rather die and like for real they had like tuna helper which i had never seen in real life up until that <laughs> what no like literally like There's for me now helper? as an adult it's like seeing cocaine except it's not at all appealing like i remember being a kid seeing that and being like wow never seen that in real life like heard of it but that's real, like wow it's crazy. like something like you like you go to someone's house and it's so like trashy that they have certain things like well no this is where my real Betty. fucking classes snob comes out and we can't I know, even I really feel like get I into it cause we're, no because honestly this is one of the first things you and I bonded on was because we were brought up not to eat disgusting shit and to look down on people that do and li- I mean it goes deep like don't even talk to me about stovetop you fucking peasant okay I was the opposite though because my mom fucking never gave us singles. that shit and when I went over to my friends houses I yeah. would just like tear tear open the cereal and go ham. like it was it was over i fucking love yeah i mean that that i liked like soda and like candy and cookies and cereal all that stuff because i wasn't allowed to have any of that yeah but like dinner food really weirded me out like i've never had like hamburger helper in my life and so it was tuna helper I've tuna never helper. Well, it's like you know, it's like it helps the tuna. Or like, <laughs> I guess it really it help it. Yeah, it helps the tuna to do something. So I don't know really what it is, but if your tuna needs help, you might re- need to reconsider the type of like tuna hot, that you're buying. Hot canned tuna. Mm. 
Oh, come on. I need to go to the hospital. Just thinking about it. All right. Um, number saw, three. If the you... elitist podcast. I know. It really is. Um, <laughs> number three. Let them eat cake. True. Yeah. Um, number three. If you had to pick a uniform, what would it be? Chiquita banana fruit hat. That's it. That and just na- you'd be naked. Yeah. And then, okay. that's, that's it. That sounds really natural. I love that. Kind of does though, right? You're a natural lady. Like you couldn't leave the house, really. Probably. I don't anyway. Unless this free the nipple stuff really like goes wide, but I don't know. Um, Well, I'm really excited. Do you want to do? Do you fear that with Laura? I feel like this could be a really fun game. Do you know? Do you fear that? Oh yeah. You've listened to the pod. Oh yeah, and I fear everything. It's perfect for me. We've recently been adding some new fears to the list. We got called out a little bit. Oh really? Pod. Yeah. Uh oh. I was so prepared for the other ones. No, we're there's kidding, it's these on. fears, but oh, by the way, Benjamin Light from uh, Bros Watch PLL Two has made a specific request to call in and do Do you fear that? So I feel that we should have him on because I think he's going to try and beat me at my own game. Okay, and I have no problem shaming him, Benjamin. I hope you hear me right now. <laughs> hear me, Benjamin. No, I love that name, Benjamin Light. Benjamin. Benjamin. I have to tell you, I'm so emotionally in love with both of them. I can't even handle it. Like, I have such podcast crush on them. It's so sad. Do you have podcast crush on people? Um, no. Or, like, a ra- or like, do you ever, like, have a DJ crush? I have a like crush a- on Hoda Kotb. Oh, okay. See, exa- that's exactly right. Like, a morning host. I would like love to anyone. chill with her. <laughs> right. Just have some, like, a brunch. Yeah. Yeah. Get drunk. Her and Gail, maybe. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if she knows Gail. Would you have a but they're threesome both like, with Koda, yeah. um, Hoda Kabi and her uh, hot boyfriend? I, I don't know what Hoda's boyfriend looks like. You need no, to look him hot. up and then I want to know at the end of the pod yes or no. And I want you to really well, think about it. No, because it's just I like, don't want to so- answer now. I want, I'm going to ask you this at the end of the podcast and I want you to think about it. All right. I'm going to give you a scenario and you think about the it. The answer is going to be yes. I don't know. So, like the thing is that like a performance <clears throat> anxiety. I'm not. Uh, I'm going to gonna, like, I'm gonna ask you to stop right there because I've already thought of that. So you're at the theater, right? You get tickets to a show. You go in by yourself, standing room only. It's raining outside. Oh, you want to duck into a little bar after, get a drink. You do. Who's at the table? It's Hoda and her and her man. They're sharing an app, and uh, there's nowhere to sit. But they see that they see that you're covered in rain. You're you don't have an umbrella. Your hair is down. It's nice. It's curly. You put some earrings on. You wore your lip gloss like your mother told you. You have a nice blouse on that shows off your cleavage. And they ask, and they say, "Come over here. Come sit down here." It's a very detailed scenario. I know this is, and so and so they say, "What do you want to drink?" No, no. Let us order for you. She'll have a dirty martini. Two olives, please. Guy brings over the martini. Three hours later, you guys are having the best time of your lives. Like, you feel like you've known them for years, okay? And, like, you're a little drunk. You're maybe on martini number four. You haven't had much to eat. Maybe some peanuts. Maybe they ordered a cheese board. But it wouldn't you still... take four martinis. Right. No, 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 no. I would you be have... real but you've had four. four <laughs> I know. I was I like, would not I would have to walking. go to bed. Yeah. And you took a Xanax before. earlier in the day because okay. you just you just took a red eye from Los Angeles. So you're tired, you're drunk, but you're also kind of turned on because you have these two new friends. And they say, hey, do you live nearby? And you're like, no, I live in Brooklyn. And they're like, well, no, you got to just come crash with us. So you go back to their place and you find out it's like a loft style place. There's no other bed for you to 
to sleep in except for theirs. So you get into bed with them and they're like, you assume it's just going to be <laughs> I a would sleep in the floor. <laughs> no, no, no. They say like, come on, Christina. And you're like, oh, it still looks so comfortable. Like my, sh- my, my shoes have been, well, I've been standing in these wet shoes for hours, but like, and I'm drunk and these people have been so nice. I feel like they're old friends. We're going to hang out forever after this. And uh, then next thing you know, you're in bed and like Hoda starts making out with you. What do you do? <laughs> Pass out because I've had no food and I had, <laughs> I've had four martinis <laughs> and a Xanax and you I took a red eye. Was- You'd be the worst threesome like partner to have. I would. Uh, <laughs> no, Dead I face. think you'd rally. I know you. I think you'd rally. <laughs> you'd make them stop at like um, Shake Shack on the way home. <laughs> God, that Shake Shack we had that night after we saw a seminar, I've never been so sick in my life. Like I, I vomited sorry. forever in that haunted ass um, <laughs> attic. Okay, so here's this game. It's called that Do story is in that? a mini episode that we'll put out at some point. <laughs> yeah, about Christine and nice theater experience. Okay, do you fear that? Deep space. No. Fire. Yes. Food and countries you've never been to. Yes. The dark. No. Unexpectedly seeing a naked adult. Yes. Clowns. Yes. You can say why if you want to, too. Oh, I thought this was... Uh, no, you don't have to in, do it rapid fire, but, you know, if you feel If you need, want, if it's something that, like, you feel... Why why, why naked adults, by the way? Because I am, too, but why you? Um, I'm not afraid of... Only the unexpectedly part. I'm not right. afraid of naked people at all. Yeah. But um, uh, it's very jarring. And it's usually like somebody who's maybe not naked by choice. Okay. <laughs> you know, if it's abrupt. Like, oh, right, right, Like right, a homeless right. person. I don't know. Like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Right. So if it's like the Lenny Kravitz situation. Oh, I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. By the way, so I was saying with my friend Brad the other day, we're thinking about making for Halloween. Well, I was saying this. I think he was not so much on board. But I want to make a bunch of plastic dicks, get some leather pants, sew them on, and then sell them on Etsy. Lenny Kravitz, <laughs> Lenny Kravitz stick out Halloween costume. I think it's going to be huge. Do you agree? With bros, I'll make a really high quality. Don't come on. Everyone write in. You have to make sure you get the ring right. Yeah, I will. Someone said it was a hoax, though. People are saying that, right? I don't know. Did I, I just I haven't really that? looked into this very much. It couldn't have been a hoax. I've been having because really Stephen weird Stephen Tyler dreams. texted him. He shared, the, he shared, he shared the, that text from Stephen Tyler that was like... Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah. What did it say? Oh, I didn't see that. I have to, I have to look it up on Twitter. I love Steven Tyler. I saw him uh, buying a Nokia cell phone cover at a fair once. <laughs> <laughs> um, sleeping alone. No. Getting caught talking to yourself in the car. No. Little person porn. No. Germs. Yes, but not anymore. I had the germ thing right. when I was younger, but no. no. Saying a new word out loud for the first time. Yes, because I always think I'm dumber than everybody else. I know, me too. Wait, did you go to college? Yeah. Where'd you go to school? What? <laughs> There's no wrong I answer. Went, <laughs> did you go to the I, university? I was of just talking. No. Like, what happened? No. Pursuing higher education is admirable no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> um, I went to Boulder in Colorado. People always think of it as like fratty. That sounds hot. School. I bet the guys there were really hot. They were a lot of mountain men. The idea that you might be the only person in your friend group who doesn't understand the movie you just saw. Yes, only because, again, I think I'm dumb. First dates? 
Oh God, I'm terrified. I I, I like am very 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 very. I'm like you're supposed to get good at it after you're like a certain age. I'm not. <sighs> yeah. Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore. No, mm. I mean, but yeah. <laughs> who knows? Um, <laughs> finding it that you've been suffering from a severe mental illness your entire life. No, I'm the opposite of afraid of that. I'm hoping that they find some new diagnosis for me, and I'll be like. Oh my God. Thank that's you. When, when I found out I had anxiety, like my whole life made so much sense. Right. I was like, holy. Yeah. It, so, no, the opposite of being afraid. I hope that happens. I know, me too. Um, watching mold <laughs> grow on nature shows. No. What you'll see when you look in the mirror. No. Lena Dunham's success. No. Dancing in public. Uh, sometimes Singing. alcohol is helpful. Yeah, no, totally. Singing in public. Yes, terrified. Although I did take um, voice lessons at one point because I thought it was like a thing that I didn't like being afraid of and I wanted to take lessons to like. How old were you? It was in college, actually. That's impressive. Did you improve? Or did you get more confident? No, no. But did you? uh, It turned out I was like decent at it, but I still am terrified. It is scary. Not like tone deaf, but still can't do it. They used to make us do this thing in chorus every year because, like, I always took chorus. It was either that or you had to take an instrument. And um, I had – you always had to go into a room alone with a chorus teacher and sing. Whoa. Like, And it was really nerve-wracking for yeah. me every single time because I like, didn't even know. I only tried out for, like, two school plays because of that fear. It's, like, the most vulner- t- vulnerable thing you can possibly do. Right. It's, in- it's like, incredibly just, like – it's. I would rather be naked in front of people right, than sing in front of people. Right, because it's just like if someone doesn't like you, your voice, like there's nothing you can change about that. It's just what it yeah. is. And all the little you inflections always... and all the like. Yeah. 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 Vibrato. Yeah. Yeah. What if they don't like my vibrato? <laughs> vibrato? Yeah. Isn't it? Vibrato. I just mumbled it. That's why it sounded uh, like vibrato. Missing out on events slash parties? No. Having to go to events slash parties? Yes, yes, yes. That you're times, a yes. fraud? Yes. All about everything. That no one I sound ever... so confident. No, I know. Always. <laughs> you're no, confident about the things that you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I think that these are all very relatable fears. Um, <laughs> Everyone, that... I've noticed that every, in the shows I listen to, nobody ever says yes to being afraid they're a fraud. And I'm so impressed with all your guests because I'm like. Oh, No. How are you not afraid of that? People do. Oh, people they do? do. Okay. You'll get to – who has? A lot of people I think, have. I think, like I said, yes. A lot of women <laughs> – a lot of women do. Chrissy yeah. did. I have heard a lot of men, which is probably why. Yeah. yeah. Guys, are, guys men aren't afraid. they're not afraid. <laughs> that was the thing that we found out. Like, they, a lot of straight guys were just like, no, no. But oh, Neve like, Shulman admitted he felt he's a fraud, which I thought was very interesting. Because mm-hmm. I think that whether or not he's a fraud is widely up for debate. But like I, I mean, I don't think he is, but I think that's widely up for debate with a lot of people. So the fact that he fears that was very interesting to me. Um. Oh, that no one would ever romantically love you if your face got burned off with acid. No, I'm not afraid of that. Why? I don't know. I was. I actually talked about this question. Yeah. With my love, and I was like, I think we'd both be cool if either of us burned off had our faces burned off, right? And we both were like, yeah, we'd be cool. Yeah, but I, but that's because you guys already love each other. Like, can you imagine having to go back out into the dating pool with no face? <laughs> okay. Fair. 
Okay, yes. I, I love I our, retract. Our guest, John Levinson, said, when he said, no, I would just accept that's, that's my oh, time to spend time with, time my, with friends. my friends. <laughs> I know. I listened to that one. Time with my friends. It's so true. Mispronouncing someone's name every time you see them and never being corrected. Yes. Oh, actually, I did that once. I was doing a wilderness first responder training, and we were out in the middle of the uh, woods doing this, like, really intense, like, scenario where someone had to pretend to be hurt and all this stuff and I was with the patient being like it's okay da 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 and I just kept saying the wrong name to her and finally she like came out of character to be like my name is this oh no it was the embarrassing yeah I know that shit makes me want to die too I don't know why for some reason that's so much worse than like many things (laughs) yeah um uh, spending a week in Times Square. Uh, yes. Contracting an STD. Yes. Blindly reaching into a bag of jelly beans and putting one in your mouth but looking at it. No. Going through TSA. Mm, no. Needles. No. What's in tap water? Yes, a lot. Afraid. Really? Apparently LA has really bad water. Okay. Yeah. Why? What's in it? I don't know. No, it just tastes really I've bad. read some tests that I cannot Totally. Repeat. Okay. Uh, nervous. Spending a month or more with your family and only your family. Yes. Sunday nights. No. Did you have bad body odor or breath and no one knows how to tell you? Yes. Commitment. Yes. Becoming homeless. Uh, yes. Change. Not really. I always have a lot of change happening. Yeah. ADD stuff. Accidentally falling in love with a stripper or sex worker? Uh, no. Vomiting? One billion times yes. Really? I am deathly. That's why I had my big germophobia. I had no idea that so many people had a fear of vomiting until I did this. I mean, yes. I'm so happy because it makes me feel less weird. It's the same thing as it's almost on the level of singing. Me, you, and Joan Baez, girl. I always knew. <laughs> you guys, I puke. All the time. That's, it's like, and I feel so good. Like, I'm like. I do think, I think it's more violent for some people than, I think some probably. people just are better at it than I other people. I just also, like, I'm better, at, I'm good at falling. Like, I don't make noise when I fall. Like, I just, I think that I'm, I think that I don't have a high, I don't, I think I have a very high threshold for pain and being uncomfortable and I don't even notice when it's I'm uncomfortable. It's not the pain and the uncomfortable thing. In me either. What it's, is it? It's like, um, it's sort of like singing, in my opinion. It is like complete lack of control. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And like, just, yeah. I have to it's now, gross. if I know I have to barf, I'll go outside. It happens to be like once every six years. I'll go outside and like fucking met. Sorry, testing. I don't know if that's allowed. Cars all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll like sit there with my dog outside and like get zen so, so my body will relax enough. For me to barf. Oh, you know what? Here. Here. I have a story that will horrify you. Just last Wednesday, I had to go to my accountant's office and sign something. I never have to sign anything. I never have to go there. So I go there, and then they wind up keeping me there. And, you know, I've been on antibiotics for three weeks now. And it's been – it just sucks. And, like, they're really rough on your stomach. 
And I hadn't eaten that much at lunch and I was starting to feel a little bit nauseous. And I was sitting there and they were like, oh, they're like moms. And they were like, Molly, sit, sit, have water. Do you want Ritz crackers? And I'm kind of like, I just want to go. Like, I just really want to like sign this and leave. But they like were so happy to have me there. And um, so I was doing the barf sweat. So, yeah. So I start to like, well, I'm just kind of like, I don't feel good. Right. So then we go down the elevator and I walk out and I'm like, Yep. And it's one of those buildings where you have to like go to one elevator lobby and then another another. So I like see I go to the other elevator and then I realize it's going in the wrong direction. I'm like, fuck. So I I walk. I just like I'm like, I, I, I'm going to I'm going to barf. I'm going to barf. So I start to walk outside and I'm like power walking towards the entrance. I burst out the entrance. I don't even clear the mat. I full blown exorcist style projectile vomit all over the front doormat, like into almost the fountain area that's in front of it. And then I had to walk to the other side of it to the left and just keep puking next to it. I saw some nice little gay guy walking to his lunch with his little faux hawk and he was looking at me like horrified. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm so, I just looked at him and I was like, I'm so sorry. And then I, I just like picked my shit up and I went and I went, I went home. I drove home. <laughs> It had so. Why was there so much volume? Um, because I had eaten something and I oh had like. Oh no, no, I had like fifteen iced teas that day. I <laughs> ate sushi and like fifteen iced teas. You ate sushi. Yeah, okay. and like fifteen and iced 15 teas. Fifteen iced teas. Yeah, like as I was working with Todd and we were just like iced teaing it up. GP and iced tea. That's what we were doing. I'm so, never recovering from these visuals. Yeah, it was really scary. Hey. Other people vomiting doesn't bother me as it much. It does. It bothers me still. Yeah, I've, I've, just, yeah. Sorry, sorry, we have to log back in. Bugs. Uh, no. Being fisted. Uh, no. Thank Come you. on. Yes. Why Thank doesn't you. that? Why don't you fear it's that? Not weird. What are you into it? No, I just. <laughs> uh, what? It's just like. I've heard other people's like it's just not I'm not afraid of it happening because you either like make a choice to have it happen or you don't. Right. I don't know about that. I mean, unless you're being violated and then, yes, I'm afraid of all of that. Uh, uh, exceptionally good looking people. Uh, no. The dentist. No. Death. No. Knowing what your hot dog's made of. Uh, I don't eat them anyway. So. Crying in public. Yes. Being with a guy who's crying in public. No. Being arrested for a murder that you didn't commit. No. Heights. Yes. The idea that your worst enemy is right about you. Definitely. Birds. No. In fact, my dad and I had a bird business when I was little, and we had like 300 birds and aviaries in my backyard. Well, what kind of birds you sell? Um, we, I don't know that we really sold them. We just kind of had them and took care of them and so like gave them to other tri- bird people. And oh, would go okay. to bird shows. And um, which, by the way, are filled with the weirdest people you could ever imagine. I can only imagine how amazing they really are. I feel like that sounds like kind of my dream. When do they have those? Um, they're they're off, often. I went to. You don't. Is there I, one I that you, you can go and like stay overnight at? Like, is there like a, a seminar? Yeah. Probably. I would like to do something like that. I really want to start going to seminars, like hardcore, just because I feel like there's a, that's a great place to learn about people. Yes, that's very true. 
And I just, I mean, really, honestly, if I just love one thing, it's people and learning about them. Uh, I'm also terrified of, of them all. Um, do you go into ticker calls? Do I listen to this? Yeah. I mean, well, no, but do you want to take calls? Yeah. Okay, yes. we'll do it. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> hey, my name is Chris. I'm a, uh, I'm a California libertarian. And I want some advice on some good low-carb snacks. I can eat my desk at work. Thanks. Okay, so this is a guy I met at the bar. Actually, I want to have him and his wife on the podcast. Um, they're a married couple. And um, I said, I want you to call into my podcast, but I want you to say that you're a libertarian. So I handed him the phone. And, <laughs> and then this was this was like about a month and a half ago. So, yeah, I don't know anything about low-carb snacks because they eat like a trash monster. Laura, do you have any? <laughs> um, Low-carb snacks. Um, that he can keep at, in his desk at work. So he can't be like... You know, Fresh baby stuff. carrots. Or but also a dish. Maybe like a low carb is not really the goal. Maybe you have a better suggestion for what he thinks is like low yeah, carb. Is I'm important. not one of those people that is like anti-carbs, paleo or whatever. But um, I don't know. I would say like nuts and seeds and seaweed is a good one. People love their seaweed. And um, it repulses me. The stuff with with good fats, I think. Nuts and seeds. You don't like seaweed? No. Why? I don't get the taste. I don't really? understand it. Um, yeah, I don't know. What about like kale chips, babe? Yeah, you could definitely make kale chips. I feel like this is the kind of guy who would do it at home himself. Oh, really? Like, I mean, yes, he's a Republican, libertarian, sorry. But he does seem to have a soft side to him. I think I'm going to have him and his wife on the pod. So just nuts, really? Um, definitely. I mean, yeah, definitely kale chip. Brand. What? So just a brand. So just specific types of nuts. A brand. Um, I am a big fan of. Oh, you know what? Actually, just to step in here. Sorry. Yes, please. Have you ever had tiger nuts? No. I had them for the first time this week because uh, the job <sighs> that, that I had done. Yeah, the job that I had did a piece on them. <laughs> And they're not what you think. They're like tubers. Okay. Yeah. What is that? Um, it's like potatoes, sweet potatoes. It grows in the ground. Okay. Yeah. But they have the consistency of like a walnut. They're a little bit soft on the inside and kind of sweet. And actually, horchata was originally tiger nut oh, based. Oh, yeah. Um, because they grew in Valencia, Spain. But when the uh, Latinos started moving out of Spain, they had to switch to rice based horchata because tiger nuts didn't grow anywhere else. Right. So, and they're Do they have a different in, name? Um, they have a couple of names, but tiger nuts is like the main one. Are they rich in something that is you can rarely potassium. get? Potassium. They're rich in potassium and they're also rich in protein, iron. It's like their their nutrient factor is like on par with like red meat. I like to soak my nuts. Well, they actually suggest you soak the tiger nuts first before you Walnuts, yeah, you gotta you gotta smoke, soak them. Shauna taught me that. She learned it via Oprah. Yeah, soaking because it like it's basically the plant. Once it's soaked, it releases the, the enzyme inhibitors. Yeah, why so, do walnuts taste so like um, poisonous when yeah. you <laughs> before they're sun? They taste like they're not supposed to be eaten. It's yeah. like, ooh, nature doesn't want me to have that. Yeah. Why is that? Um, maybe nature doesn't want, I don't know, but I, the, it, they definitely like get milder when you soak them 
and then dehydrate them again if you want them to be hard again. It's kind of a lot of work for people. Do you do so, that eating for your blood type stuff? No. Do you believe in it at all? Um, I have never really read very much about it. But you I, did it, right? Well, no, I just guessed my blood type. I didn't oh, right. Know. <laughs> That's the opposite of doing it. That's all I did was I guessed my blood type because I have strong fingernails. So I was like, I'm probably a B because that's what um, someone told me. So and then I did that for a while. I was actually pretty like pretty hardcore about it, even though I didn't know my blood type. But I could find out. I just don't want to. I just don't. I just don't want to find out my blood type. I feel like this may be not for me to know. I don't know who would know. That's for like the doctors or something. I don't know. Anyway, I think we should take another call. <laughs> hey, Rolls. Um, I listen to your podcast all the time. I'm a huge fan. Um, I just had a question. I've been dealing with it for years and not for four years, for way longer than that. But um, I don't know why, but I feel like every time I um, find out that a certain ex has a new girlfriend, I'm still just as heartbroken and hurt and I'm I have a new boyfriend and I'm totally happy for my ex and all of his life endeavors but I don't understand why it still hurts so bad I'm sorry I feel like such a loser um I'm 26 I'm from the midwest um and I've moved on a lot myself as well I've had lots of boyfriends too but I don't know why it still hurts so bad um I don't really want to give my name but uh, you can just call me forever lonely, I guess. But I just, I really want to stop hurting and I don't know what to do because I just want to move on and be happy. Thanks. Bye. Well, first of all, like, that is so... So sad. That is so sad. But also it's so sad because, like, who hasn't been there? Like, seeing... it? Just, like, you may be totally moved on, you're totally happy, and then something... See your ex with someone else and you want to throw yourself off a goddamn bridge. Um, that's not immature or yeah. that's that's really sad to think like that someone that once felt like they belonged to you not only doesn't belong to you anymore, they belong to someone else. That really hurts. I remember I saw a guy that I went to college with that we like – hooked up our first, like, two months of college. I saw he got married, like, this was probably, like, six years ago. I saw he got married on Facebook, and I legitimately felt so stung somewhere in my heart just because I was like, he will forever not be mine. And, like, that feels not fair. And I feel like I should be able to make all the decisions about who is allowed to love who at what time, and this is really upsetting to me. And... That is normal. I think that's really normal. Like that hurts. And also because fuck him, because he probably like you probably still have hurt feelings about something that happened towards the end of your relationship that really just still smarts like you just because like you don't love someone anymore doesn't mean that it doesn't like hurt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also like she I I. I'm worried about the fact that she keeps it's like, oh, I'm so stupid. This is so stupid because like there's something going on there. Like there's something that she feels like isn't right with her zone if if this is still like hurting her so badly. Whether well, yeah, that's no, it's like, like this alternate life 
that she's kind of looking at by seeing him with somebody else or or something like that. Yeah, like somewhere she's still living a life with him in her mind maybe that like feels I mean because look, the only thing that I can I can assume is I would feel if I was like in a new relationship and everything seemed happy and I knew I had an intellectual understanding of why I broke up with that person or why I was no longer with that person, I would feel like a little bit like I wouldn't I don't think I don't believe I would actually be stupid, but I think I would be saying things like I'm so, right, so stupid right. for feeling like this because, you know, like, I, I don't know. This is the thing I grapple the most with is like I can totally understand something and then feel horrible regardless. Right. I think we beat ourselves up a lot sometimes for feeling the way we feel exactly. for having feelings yes. and then like. By doing that, you never actually deal with the feelings that you have. If you keep telling yourself you're stupid for feeling this way, even though logically you know you should be moving on, um, but emotionally you're not there yet, you need to confront the feelings that you she have instead of just beating someone. yourself up about it. Yeah, you should definitely talk to yeah. someone about it. Because it sounds like ultimately it's an unresolved issue that you have somewhere with this guy where it's like you maybe never got the closure you wanted on that relationship and because of that you're in this like emotional purgatory whenever you're reminded of it. You don't like live there every day but when you're reminded of it you're like ooh that just sucks. Um, That's shitty. Yeah it seems like you haven't really dealt with the relationship ending or your feelings for him. Like you say you're over it but I don't think I necessarily believe you. Just light his goddamn house on fire. You get your new boyfriend in the car and you say, look, are you down for me, motherfucker? Are you down for me? Because this is where we're going to find out if you're motherfucking down for me because we're going to kill some people tonight. And then you sneak into their house and you do some stuff. I I was going to get real real graphic and real violent, but I really needed to cut myself off. No, I think you're normal. I also think it's like a level – that's the thing that she relates to this. Like, there's some deep grief there, and it's not necessarily just about this guy. No, I know. It's so, like an overall feeling of rejection. So that or whatever, some issue. Some You don't know. I mean, we don't know anything about her relationship with this guy. If, you know. This guy's, like, else supposed unresolved. new success is not her failure. Like, she needs to realize that, too, is that, like, she's not with that guy for a reason and just because he's i mean can you imagine like he probably like well think about everything about him that sucked like everything that about him that sucked now that's her problem cool whatever next call (laughs) hey guys okay so my name is allison and my whole life well at least since i've been dating i've been dating women and men And I recently dated a woman for about nine months, and I'd really decided that I didn't like men anymore. Things started going awry, and then my client, because I do hair, um, this, like, 19-year-old rap star came in, and I don't know, I I think I kind of developed a crush on him, and my girlfriend and I broke up. And I may or may not have slept with him a couple nights ago, and it was kind of good, but I'm I'm 24 years old, and I'm just not sure if it's appropriate to date a 19-year-old. And he's really mature, and we get along really well, and we have everything in common. He's really good at rap, but, like, I don't know. I just feel kind of like a pedophile, I guess. Um, I could really use some advice. Get that dick, bitch! Right? <laughs> Come on. I don't if, know. It was, if this was a 19-year-old girl and a 24-year-old guy, we weren't even thinking about it. 
I don't. I don't understand what the question is. Is she's, it that she's she feels self-conscious like she, that she's dating somebody younger? She like, feels like she's a pedophile. She's like, am I a pedo for being twenty-four and fucking a nineteen-year-old? No. I mean, is it weird? Like, would I feel weird too? Yeah, I'd feel weird. But I also would be like, but if he's really he's, mature and a good rapper. It, oh, but so. he can really rap. But she didn't say. Yeah, but I mean, girl, like, if that dick is irreplaceable. Then hang on to it. I think that's. I think that's ultimately. I think that's a, a lesson we've all uh, learned at that table, this table. So, I don't know. Yeah, sure. Why not? Right. Why? Why not? She sounded really conflicted about the dating girls versus get, like it's almost like. I think what, it's okay that, that you can go back and forth. It seems yeah. like the modern Oh, totally, move. but she sounded conflicted about it. I think she's like, not only am I not used to dating guys, but I'm not used to dating barely legals. Right. Barely legal sluts. And I think that, you know what? I think that that seems like the natural progression. Get some girls in the mix, some 19-year-old yeah. rappers, and who knows what's next. <laughs> yeah, you define your own sexuality, and it's okay to go back and forth on what you want. Like, I see I think her with a real Candace Bergen next, <laughs> like, like a Candy Bergen type. Murphy Brown. Like three years of being single, you get a nice dog, and then you meet a Candy Bergen type when you take the dog out to Malibu for the day. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that's right? Candace Bergen next after. Do you think that's right? Uh, maybe. From rapper to Candace. <laughs> I'm Laura Miller. Will you read our letter? Yes, I would love to. Please. Thank you. Hi, Malls, Christina, and guest. Me. Disclaimer. I'm sorry this email is so long, but I feel like the details are pretty crucial. Love the pod. You are my Oprah. Thanks, girl. My name is Lydia. I'm 25 and really need your advice as to how to successfully and permanently phase a friend out. My friend and I worked together for three years, spent some time hanging out outside of work. We had some stuff in common and got along fairly well. I never had a very deep connection with her, but kind of strung the friendship along anyway. She was pretty persistent in making plans with me. I somehow ended up in her wedding party and had a not so great time preparing for and being in her wedding. And I hate to say that it kind of soured my feelings toward her. I might add that she is a very judgmental person who is obsessed with her physical appearance, and it is very off-putting to me. She is always bad-mouthing someone's appearance and is very concerned with how she is perceived, specifically her weight and figure. I am a curvy girl and firmly believe in body positivity and acceptance of who you are as you are. I basically feel like she's always judging me, not just about my weight, but how I spend my money, financial choices I've made, my adoration and consumption of weed, etc. I really would like to eliminate that kind of presence from my life. She is also a basic bitch. We just don't have a lot in common anymore. I told myself after the wedding I would stop communicating with her and let the friendship fade out, but she texted me frequently to hang out or get dinner. I did eventually break and made plans with her, but later canceled plans and never followed up with her. At that point, I decided to block her number so as to eliminate texts from her altogether. This has worked thus far, but she is now commenting on my Instagram photos, and I feel like I can't post anymore without alerting her to my presence. I really don't want to come out and tell her what I'm doing because it's just so painfully awkward. I have major social anxiety, and it's hard enough to initiate a conversation, let alone confront someone about something this uncomfortable. I've made several subtle but clear actions that I figured would help deliver the message that I'm just not interested in hanging out anymore, but she just doesn't get it. 
how do I successfully ignore this person until they disappear forever? I feel like I've dug myself into a hole and can basically never face her again. Help. Please advise Lydia. Who cares if she comments on your Instagram post? I'm sure a lot of people do. Yeah. I kind of think she has to talk to her. You I do? Say, I agree with you. I think she just needs to say like, hey, we're going in different directions because she's obviously not getting the hint. And sometimes you just have to be direct. The fadeaway doesn't always work. I've tried. I've tried the fadeaway. I'm a big fan of just being straightforward with people. Yeah. I don't. I am anti fadeaway. I get like attacked for the. I've done because I just will do the fadeaway even with people I like. I just yeah. kind of disappear for a while sometimes. Yeah, sure. And uh, people get people call me out usually, and then I have to have the conversation. I do that too, but I feel like I. I don't know. I. I don't know. I'm most. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have a lot of patience for people that aren't self-aware. Yes. You know, and so I get I, if I have to explain it to you, I feel like that's really frustrating and embarrassing for you. So like I try to avoid that for for the other person, you know, like uh, I don't know. That's why I would just keep ignoring her. Also, I feel like the formality of it is very strange, like having to sit someone down being like, I have decided that we are moving in different, you know, just feels yeah. like I don't know. I don't owe someone that it's not like we fucked or something like I don't. It's not like I've met your parents like it's but not you're in her bridal party. See, here's the thing. Now, at the same time, at, when you resent someone, that is almost always your fault. So, like, that that part of it, she has to really – that that might be where you're right. And she has to take that – that's – yeah, actually, that might be. But – Because, like, she already – If you resent I mean, someone, like, well, that's your problem. I mean, the only the other thing she could do is, like, block her from her Instagram account, too. Because, like, that's, that's what she's commenting. She's like, she doesn't feel like posting on Instagram anymore. Even though it seems like such a trivial problem. Right. <laughs> but it's like not wanting to be out in the, like. Yeah. I don't know. The whole. It's also a matter of like totally right. You want to get this person out of your life. Anybody that's like, and, like judging your appearance. How quicker can you get someone out of your life by just telling them straight up. Like, yeah. This isn't working. And then you. you don't have to be hiding and whatever. Like, right. It's just yeah. a. It's su- like it's going to suck. It's going to be super People uncomfortable. Yeah. But you can't but be around wait somebody that she approaches me. I wouldn't yeah. like make a coffee date or call her up or something and say, oh, it's not like yeah. you're staging a breakup. I don't know. Yeah, just wait until they say something. Wait until this chick says something. Unless it's bothering you so much that you can't stop thinking about it, which is what happens to me when I'm like, I just need to get this over with because like but, I will think about it yes, nonstop. That's the all thing the time. I do it too. It will be this weight on me in everything I do and everything I, like I can't yeah. get over. I cannot stop thinking about yeah. it. And like to the point where sometimes my friends will say like, why are you so obsessed? It's weird right. that you're obsessed. And I'm just like, well, it's like literally sometimes it bothers me so much that I cannot think of anything else. Well, and it also might be this her separating herself from this person is maybe like a bigger deal than she's realizing because like re- deciding you're not going to be around people who are like negative about body image stuff which i feel very strongly about like i'm not right. anybody that talks like that like i can't be i'm too i feel too strongly about it i can't people that say stuff like that they're out like we're not friends it's good it's like a big decision that she's having to make to like draw the line and now it's also she's really like, annoying to be around someone you have to fluff up all the time like it's yeah you know that's so annoying when someone you're like just trying to all get ready to go out and like no yes. one to be honest no one feels good when they're getting ready to go out <laughs> like you know surprise surprise like do i look good on this i don't know to be honest but we're all we're all just trying to survive babe like what do you mean is have you ever looked in the mirror and you just go like 
well, this is what I got. You're like, this is all I got. (laughs) You're just like, this is what I got to work with. It is what it is. Yep. Yep. And then you go out the door. And then you go out the door and get in your Uber. It it makes you more (laughs) self-conscious about yourself when you're with somebody who's thinking about it all the time because you know that they're thinking about you in comparison to them. Yeah. And then you're like, well. And okay. also, I can say this. Yeah. I can say this as a curvy woman. It really does suck when you're with like someone who's so skinny and they're just like, oh my God, I'm so fat. Oh yeah. Oh it's yeah. It's the fucking worst. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but First I think of all, everyone's, I'm not gonna a, I think everyone's everyone... allowed to feel shitty about themselves. Oh, yeah, sure. fucked up when someone looks at someone else and is like, they're like, yes, I, yes. Cause calling Skinny someone else ugly be. is the most, and I think that is so, I think that is the ugliest thing you can do. Yeah. Is to call, like, that's just wrong. It really just bears your soul when you are able to say that about somebody yeah. else. Yeah. And I just want to say for the fact, like skinny women are allowed to feel a certain way about their body as well, even though they're skinny. Because I feel like sometimes we get like that skinny bitch up. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my mom was out. My mom was super, super skinny when I was growing up. And I was like a chunky teen girl. Like I was awkward, indoor kid, not athletic, swim team, you know, like I would really like resent my mom sometimes because she was so skinny. And also because she would have her days where she'd be like, oh, I feel so bloated or whatever. But she was the one who first pointed that out to me. And I've always kind of like really taken that to heart. I was like, everyone's allowed to like feel yeah. whatever yeah. they want. Oh, yeah. No, I was just saying, because, you know, online sometimes you have this thing which is like, oh, that skinny bitch. And like, it's always like skinny women versus like curvy girls. Everyone's allowed to feel bad about their body. Well, that's what real I'm women have curves saying like real. Like, that's always like been like a that's always hurt me because I'm the least curvy woman ever. But I get I feel very much like a real woman. And I feel like that's like very haterous. Like I feel like, you know, it's like, oh, okay, look, like, yes, we all said if I was to get breast implants today, I would go for a full B as I am a full A right now. So like I wouldn't go nuts. But like I really like that. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not working with – God didn't give me an ass. I have to sit on a pillow. No, that's exactly what I'm talking about, that kind of, like, online conversation that, like, oh, like, w- real women have meat on their bones. And it's just like, no, we all look different. Beauty is different. Like, let's, we all ha- are allowed to feel self-conscious about our bodies. I think there's a difference between being, like, self-conscious about your body and just say, talking about it all the time for valid for yeah, valid right, like there's a, right. and it's a fine line and it's hard to tell but like and I think it's sort of based upon whether or not you're like being mean about other people's bodies that's kind oh, of right, right, right. I know I don't know it's hard totally like we all have our stuff and her friend is allowed to be self conscious but it doesn't sound like she's just self it sounds like she's judging other people so, yeah yeah and. Sounds like a super big cunt. I wouldn't talk to her anymore. <laughs> Next call. Also, you shouldn't have been in her wedding. I know. The, you have a wedding. But how do you tell someone that, like, you're like, mm, eh, I don't want to be in your wedding. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't ready for the friend breakup yet at that point. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, something's changed in her. Now she's strong enough. Also, that is a really <laughs> awkward position, I believe, someone puts you in when you're asked to be a bridesmaid because that is such – they're asking to include you in a very special day right. in their life. And like, in a way, people would, some people would say it's a faux pas to not agree to do that. Oh, yeah. People do it all the time that don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Because yeah. it's just like, it's also not just including them in your life. You're also asking them to spend a shit ton of money on Oh, things. yeah. Do me a bunch of favors. I'm <laughs> yeah. getting married. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> spend a bunch of money. On a dress you'll never wear again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. 
Yeah, you gotta. I think it, right now it's like I don't see really pictures of bridesmaids anymore that are wearing something that they couldn't wear yeah. forever. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's <laughs> I don't know. I, I still see that. <laughs> you do? Yeah. Oh, I see. I always feel like. I mean, I don't feel like I see like gowns anymore that feel like they have like short dresses. But when are you ever on an occasion to wear something that formal again? Well, a lot of people because like when you go to another wedding or when you go to dazzle it and take it to (laughs) decline. Yeah, you go. But nowadays, I feel like occasions like events, huge events, aren't necessarily as formal as they used to be. However, but here's the thing: I, I always have things like that that I need to wear dresses to. So I probably wouldn't be mad at like a dress that was. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. I'm no, not, you're, you're well, not perfect. You're allowed to jump for everybody. I'm not perfect. Bridesmaids. No, yeah. You do go to a lot of events that might require that. I never do. I mean, look, I'm just saying. You're okay. fabulous, Malls. You have a fabulous <laughs> life. You go to, like, A-list events. Laugh you get it. I'm not go- I don't. Yeah, I don't go to kidding. parties. All yeah. right, good. Next call. <laughs> hey, Malls and everyone else there at the Please Advise podcast. Um, I don't really have a huge advice question. Uh, My name is Zoe, and I'm just about to move out to Halifax, Canada in about two weeks. And I'm trying to figure out different ways and different artists that I can look into to decorate my apartment. I've been following malls for years, and I've seen a lot of cool art that she's posted on her Tumblr, and I'm sure that she's got some great advice for artists up and coming to look out for Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Bye. Well, I have to say that I don't really have any artists in particular that I have my eye on, except for there are some people that I do that that are friends of mine. So Sasha Lewis has done most of the stuff that you've probably seen on my blog, a lot of the pet portrait stuff, and then also anything I have that's like weird animals or anything like that, Sasha paints all that stuff and she's actually coming out with a bunch of like onesies and pillowcases and t-shirts. She's mailing me some stuff right now. She's been doing a lot of really cool work. Um, She's just on the Tumblr radar. So I'm really proud of her. And I will uh, link to her Etsy on our Twitter uh, this week. Then also my friend Chad Greer, um, who I did a webcast with for a while, um, called The Word. He is a photographer who um, did my favorite thing called Sugar Show. It's it's a photo that I bought from him that is a um, cooler of sodas in a grocery store in the South. And so it's all these like rare sodas that you would never normally see. It's just really colorful and beautiful and fun. But um, for the most part, the stuff that I buy um, for art, I really just go um, to Etsy and I just search for things that like move me um like my favorite like I always look for Garfield stuff like anything Garfield adjacent and then Spuds McKenzie the original party animal the Bud Light mascot um I like have a Native American inspired Spuds McKenzie um on my wall um but then also there's this homeless guy named Art in Venice that I bought a lot of stuff from um his healing hand has been in like three of my all my apartments actually it was like the first thing I ever bought when I came to LA Laura do you have any artists that you're into right now um man I don't have a good answer for this you don't have a good (laughs) no I mean honestly I would just say go to Etsy and then type in things that you care about I mean if you're I always look for Boston stuff um my yeah so just uh just look for that sort of stuff on Etsy all right next call 
Hey, Moss. This is Tess. I'm 23, and I live in Georgia. And I just have a question about how you can, um, like, still be supportive of someone who's really close to you who, like, got an opportunity that you missed out on. So, like, for example, the position I'm in is that um, my boyfriend, who I've been with for almost five years, um, we're in the same graduate program at a really small school and um, basically for your second year in this particular program it's expected that you will get a teaching position that like covers your tuition and you get a stipend and I was really looking forward to it because I really want to teach and we found out this school year that there are only going to be three positions and there are like 10 people eligible in our program. So obviously I knew there was a chance I wouldn't get it, but um, I honestly, I thought I would. Like I just I kind of expected to get it, um, but I didn't and my boyfriend did. And I'm trying so hard to be supportive of him and tell him how proud I am of him and how much he deserves it. And it's not that I don't think he deserves it at all. I think he's worked so hard and he definitely deserves it, but it's just hard to not be bitter. Um, and I feel like it, it would, it's a, it's a similar situation if someone, you know, was going through the same thing with a friend or with a sibling. Like, it's just upsetting to see, <laughs> to see it go to someone that you love and you, you want them to have the opportunity too, but it sucks to feel like you're missing out. Thanks, Malf. Laura, what do you think? I don't know. It's hard. That this is a hard one. Um, jealousy basically i think she needs to get over it and yeah. if she's so selfishly motivated that she needs to somehow make this about herself she should think about all the positive ways that this is going to impact her life regardless of the fact so like what is he going to get a better job so maybe like what so why well, you'll get a bigger ring congratulations there you go happy happy can i just ask something because like that you just reminded me of my mom so much right now. <laughs> what? Because she tells me to get over things all the time. Get over it. But it's just like that's how do you? Do, do you know that? what my nana? How do you, how you know do you what, get know over what it? my nana said to me, or she said this to my mother, and and she passed it on you to just me. Decide one day to be over it. I don't know. If she know said this to my mother, Shauna. Don't be a boring person. <laughs> because I'm sorry, this is a boring person's problem. Get yeah, over it. it go it, find something else to do. How do you get over it? Just go find something else to do. Suck it up. Everything in life sucks. Literally everything sucks except some things don't. And like, so just like figure, because so you just have to really figure out how to make that work because congratulations, you're alive. So a lot of the things that happen to you are going to suck. And then when something doesn't suck, go with that. So like maybe think about, scheme about how this will make your life better. Really, if you're that selfishly motivated, I feel like, you know, whatever, get over it. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's hard when your world is so contained and like small, like they're in the same graduate program. There's only yeah. 10 people, you know, like I feel I feel that that must be very hard. So getting out of that z zone. Maybe break up with him and just go go find a new hot boyfriend. I, I kind of agree. Yeah, go find out a new boyfriend. Where are you, Georgia? God yeah, bless there's hot him. Guys there. He'll be a great ex-boyfriend. Yeah, there's hot guys in Georgia. Uh, and then maybe if you guys are meant to be together, wait till that, that program is paid off. And then maybe slide in, slide into those DMs. Start talking marriage. And get those checks. Dividends.
All right, you guys, that was episode 55 of Please Advise. Send us your updates and call us at 323-450-7408. We can't do the show without you guys, so it's really important that you call us and give us all your problems. You can also email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. We can take your letters there. We can take your comments there. We can also take voice notes. We really love it when you send voice notes. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Join that group. I'm a part of it, apparently. And Jackson updates it. Jackson has been uh, leaving some very flavorful social media for us. Oh, B does as well. Um, and then also we have our Tumblr. Please follow that. Reblog it on Tumblr, our pod. We really appreciate it. Um, guys, follow us on iTunes. Subscribe. Rate us. We'll read your comments on the show if they're great. And also on SoundCloud, SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com slash please advise. Um, And it means a lot to us whenever you guys listen there because we get a little bit of ad money from that. It means a lot to us. You can follow our guest today, Laura Miller at I'm Laura Miller on Twitter and I'm Laura Miller on Instagram and Raw Vegan Not Gross on Tastemade, which is part of Apple TV, correct? Correct. So is there anywhere else you can watch that if you have like a, is it, is it? Mainly Apple TV or is it on like? Apparently, it's on some other stuff. Amazon it's on Firebox, Roku. I don't know. That's what people, t- people has. tell me that. Yeah, I don't know. You can find it. It's actually, you know, I'm, I'm I always do this thing where I downplay what our guests do, but <laughs> I'm like, it's actually kind of good, you guys. Believe it or not, it's a cute little thing she makes. It's really cute. She does these little things. Super cute. No, but uh, they are very enjoyable, and you're super funny and super fun and. I want to learn from you and also eat your snacks. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. I didn't bring anything except beer. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's yeah, we basically all that. the she snacks we need. Yeah. You guys, we stopped drinking here. Please advise. Cause mama used to go off the rails a little bit. When I'm talking about mama, I'm talking about myself. Uh, and I used to get just real, real drunk sometimes, especially if I was ever nervous around our guests, which to be honest, I have social anxiety. It's a lot of the times I'm very nervous, but Laura makes me feel very comfortable. In the brief my, time, my I'm, social anxiety cancels out your social anxiety. But can no, I, I have it too? So like I can relate. And that's why I'd like sometimes I can kind of guide Molly and just like you have um, reinvigorated uh, a passion of mine. I went over to your place last week and you were playing with Sculpty. Um, some of you may also know Fimo Dough, and there's another one. I don't know what it's called, but it's all those different brands. And what you do is you bake them. You bake these clays. Mm-hmm. You know, well, I put it in my ring. Is that is what, what my, that is? Yeah. I was actually, because I saw, I know your ring fell out, but what happened? So how do so you fit that I to I got it? a ring for your marriage ring? purposes. <laughs> like, you know, but I didn't want to, I don't know. The whole wedding thing makes did you very bake, uncomfortable. Did you bake? I, and I want to talk to you about that because I actually am very uncomfortable with weddings and I always feel like a very, uh, like I'll be a huge freak bride because I don't have a dad. And so I feel like most of the things about a wedding are about families. And I don't want to call attention to the fact that I'm different on my wedding day at all. Yeah. Um, No, it's interesting. I like don't feel like I fit the, I feel almost everything about it makes me uncomfortable. Because you're not like masturbating to like Pinterest right now. And like, and like, but here's the thing. I think that that is really what is. I think that's what's. You're not masturbating to Pinterest. You guys are doing a really cool wedding. Can you say what kind? Yeah. We're, it's going to be like at a YMCA camp. It's like a camping wedding and we're getting all these like really bright, tacky colors and banners and stuff. And we're basically just trying to make it weird and, uh, Eric's a musician so there's going to be a ton of musicians we're having like a tacky talent show it's just we're trying to make it like tacky and bright and alcohol 
And what's exciting is that is it since it's someone else's wedding, it will be about me. I'll be there. So yeah. I'll be Molly there. Is, is the <laughs> kind of making special it about guest. me. Uh, no, I'm just <laughs> no, for real. Just kidding, girls. Uh, oh, oh, but I just want to say that I broke this twice, which is not a symbol of my broken. Is that no, no, no? And then I put clay, oven baked clay into my ring, and now I have an oven baked clay. So did you bake your ring? No, I uh, I formed like the uh, clay and baked it and popped it in, and it you're stayed a smarty. I stayed love longer it. than the two like turquoise rocks that I tried to put in here before. I think it's real, real good. I'm real proud of you. Thank you. Do you have a free advice? I, I oh well, I have a question of the week. I don't think I have a free advice. Christina, do you have a free advice? No, nothing pissed me off this week. So. Nothing's been gnawing at you? Okay, fine. Don't tell people to just get over it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, so my question of the week is, what is the worst thing that anyone's ever said to you on a date? Christina, do you have a worst thing anyone's ever said to you on a date? Um, I love... No, wait, what was it? Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, oh, so, like, I was talking about journalists uh -huh. with someone on a date. And um, the guy that I was with was just like, Diane Sawyer is awful. <laughs> and then he said, John Stossel's a real journalist. And if you don't know who John Stossel is, he was the guy that used to be on 2020 that was like, give me a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like a repulsive person. Oh, yeah, that's so, terrible. So it was like instant, like, <laughs> Sahara Desert. Ready for hands. mine? <laughs> ready? So ready. I'm getting a very sexual vibe from you. Do you mind if I ask, are you ovulating? <gasps> Dead serious. And I was like, I've never even heard a not girl say ovulating before. Like, I've never heard, heard someone a, who's not a girl say ovulating. Heard a not girl. <laughs> a not girl. <laughs> not girl. <laughs> Could you even? I just was, I, and he was like, uh, maybe like four or five years older than me. It was not like an old man, the way it sounds. Uh, so you want to split the check? No, that's pretty bad too. What about you? I had a guy tell me that he didn't like it when I was sarcastic. Oh no! And I was like, "Sorry, I'm smarter than you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also got you're a very difficult woman once, and that really upset me because really all I did was say I wasn't going to where he lived and that I didn't want to eat the things he wanted to eat. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think is difficult as much as not just agreeing to everything you say to do. <laughs> but whatever, people suck. You guys, um, call us, call our show, 323-450-7408. I already told you that, but I still really want you to do it. It means a lot to me. And tweet at me, at Malls. Love you guys. Bye.